to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. And during this series, Pastor DeMichael is teaching a lesson entitled Mormon Doctrines in Light of the Bible. Come find out what the Bible has to say on this issue. And please be sure to stay tuned after the broadcast as we will have a special offer for a free book on this very subject. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Please take your Bible and turn to Romans chapter 10. And uh, so far, we've looked at eight different areas where the Bible and Mormonism part company. Uh, the first was final authority. And the Bible-believing Christian believes in one final authority, and that's the Bible. Uh, Christianity is the religion of a book, plain and simple. Uh, it's the religion of a book. It's the religion of the word engrafted, the written word, the engrafted word, and then that engrafted word points us to the word incarnate, the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I would go so far as to say that Christianity is the religion of a book before it's anything else. So I want to say, well, it's, it's the religion of Christ. Okay, I, I won't argue with you on that. But think about it for a second. Is there more than one Christ? Paul said there's more than one Jesus. How do we know the right Jesus? How do we know what his characteristics are? How do we know what he's done for us, what we can expect from him and what he expects out of us, unless we get it from the Bible? See, we can, we can attach the name Jesus to any set of characteristics and come up with another Jesus. So in reality, Christianity, before it's anything else, is the religion of a book. And that engrafted word will point us to the word incarnate, the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, uh, the best definition of a spiritual man that I could give you is one who magnifies the word written and the word incarnate. And that's really what a spiritual Christian is all about. We magnify this book, and in so doing, we magnify uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word incarnate. So, uh, final authority, one book, one book, the Bible. And, of course, Mormonism had four, has four books, and then, not to mention, the Word of Living Apostles and Prophets, so-called, which can also be on a par with the four books. So again, when you have multiple final authorities, you're going to wind up with confusion and contradiction sooner or later. And then what happens is expediency will dictate which final authority is invoked in any given situation. I don't want to be left with that choice. I want to know, thus saith the Lord, and uh, there it is. Black and white, cut and dry. And when it comes to the irreducible minimums, it is black and white, and it is cut and dry. Number two, the nature of God. Who is God? Now, most Christians would just take that for granted. But the well-taught Mormon doesn't understand God the way we understand God. And uh, we looked at the nature of God from Scripture, and we looked at the nature of God from the Mormon standpoint. We looked at the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, Mormonism has another Jesus, not the Jesus of Scripture. We looked at the decision between salvation or exaltation. The Bible gives us the opportunity to be saved. 
Mormonism professes to give someone the opportunity to be exalted or to become a god on a par with the god of this universe. And uh, folks, from the scriptural standpoint, nothing could be further from the truth. And so in witnessing the Mormons, which is what we're going to talk about this, this morning, uh, the Mormon needs to understand that just like everybody else, he's a sinner in need of a savior. Uh, then uh, the next thing was, where do the dead go? What happens after death? And the Bible formula is very simple. Uh, the Mormon picture is quite complicated, but we took a strong look at that. And then baptism for the dead. Can anybody by proxy do vicarious work for others? And of course, as we examine the scripture, we found out that the only vicarious work that's done is Jesus Christ dying for our sins. And every individual must make their own decision about trusting Christ. Once you're dead, it's over with, folks. Nobody living or dead can affect your eternal destiny after you're dead. You must make a decision to trust Christ. And uh, we looked at this business of baptism for the dead. Then we looked at the person of Joseph Smith. And uh, by the leaders of Mormonism, their own words themselves, they have made it very clear that Mormonism stands or falls on the testimony of Joseph Smith. And the more I study his life, the more I look at him, uh, the more I've come to the conclusion that the man was a treasure digger, which is exactly what he was. That was, uh, whether it was a hobby or an occupation, it would be hard to say, and a, uh, and a fanciful dreamer and a very egotistical man. Uh, in many ways, he put himself on a par with the Lord Jesus Christ. Things are said of Joseph Smith among Mormons that Christians would only say about Jesus Christ. And so Joseph Smith is the Christ of Mormonism, and uh, if his testimony falls, the entire uh, superstructure of Mormonism falls like a house of cards. And so it is an important question, who is this guy? Because to them, he is a great deal. He supposedly restored the church that had totally apostatized off the face of the earth and restored the gospel which was no longer. Now, the Bible makes it clear to us that we are to contend for the faith that was what? Once delivered to the saints. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16 that I would build my church and the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. And so there was no need for a restoration as Mormonism teaches it through Joseph Smith or any other prophet so-called. And then we looked at an invalid priesthood and uh, found out that every believer, man or woman, is a part of a royal priesthood when you trust Christ as your personal Savior. The Aaronic priesthood is over and done with at the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When Christ died on the cross, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, signifying that God was done with those Old Testament sacrifices and the Aaronic priesthood. And uh, Jesus Christ is forever a priest after the order of Melchizedek, he is the only priest after the order of Melchizedek. He is our high priest, and we are a royal priesthood. Now we're going to start this morning as we look at our last lesson, our ninth lesson. We're going to talk about witnessing to Mormons. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 10. And starting in verse 1, Paul says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. All right, many religious people, many religious people in and out of Christendom, in and out of the cults, 
are zealous in their religion. They are zealous in their religion. In fact, their zeal sometimes puts the zeal of Christians to shame, doesn't it? So uh, no one would ever suggest that most of these people are not zealous. And I'm sure the percentages break down uh, very similar among any group. You have those that are very zealous, those that are moderately zealous, and those that are just sort of hanging out on the fringes. But uh, Paul said that the Jews of his day, the religious Israelites, were zealous, but it was not according to knowledge. Remember something. It's not how much faith you have. It's the object of that faith. Jesus Christ said if you had the faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you could do what? You could remove mountains, couldn't you? It isn't how much faith you muster up. It's the object of that faith that counts more than anything else. And so the faith is misplaced here. And then he says in verse 3, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves under the righteousness of God. Now, we're going to get it as simple as we can get it, but in reality, it gets this simple. There really are only two religions in the world, the religion of do and the religion of done. And verse 3 tells us this once again. Whether it's the lost Jews of Paul's day, whether it's the lost adherents of Islam today, whether it's a lost Catholic, lost Mormon, lost Buddhist, or lost Baptist for that matter, the problem is self-righteousness. When we fail to understand just how holy and righteous God is and how utterly impossible it is for our righteousness to adequately fulfill the demands of a thrice holy God, then what we will always do is we will substitute our righteousness for His. And look at verse 3 carefully in that light. Going about to establish... Whose righteousness? Their own righteousness. What does God say about our righteousness? Not very, not very flattering, is it? Filthy rags. All of our righteousnesses, according to Isaiah, are as filthy rags. That's how God sees our righteousness in light of His righteousness. But in a failure to see God's righteousness, we begin to think, well, we can clean ourselves up to be acceptable in His sight by our own effort. And that's really all religion, folks. We would like to thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth. And we would also like to offer a free book about the content you just heard on Mormon doctrines in light of the Bible. To receive this free book, please contact the office at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. You can give them a call at 208 208- 888-4545. That's 208-4545. The offices are open Tuesday through Friday. To hear more great messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also follow us on Facebook. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho and we would love for you to come join us in our services. Our Sunday school begins at 9.30 with the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. We also have great kids programs on Wednesday nights. At 7 o'clock, we've got the Master's Club, which runs during the school year. And at the same time, we have a Bible study for the adults in the main auditorium. With specialized classes and programs for all ages, as well as wonderful nurseries for the youngsters, 
Treasure Valley Baptist Church has a place for everyone. And don't forget about our vibrant programs for the teens and our college and career group. We hope to see you soon.